0: Hello, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is episode 100. And- hey, everyone. This is episode. Hello, everybody. Wait. I never know how to start the show. Hello. Welcome to episode 155 of the Juicebox Podcast. Today's episode, I wanted very badly to call Jane Stop This Crazy Thing, only because I was interviewing someone named Jane, and for no other reason. But Jane told me she really wanted the episode to be called something more along the lines of the reason why she reached out. So today's episode is called Jane Has a Guy. I want to thank Dexcom and Omnipod for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. You can always go to the links that are in your show notes if you'd like to learn more about either. But if you just want to type it into the browser yourself, it's myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before being bold with insulin. I know I say this a lot, but this episode is really good. When I was editing this the other day, I thought, I really enjoyed this. I think everyone's going to really enjoy this. We'll see if I was right.
1: You totally, you are... You are my guy, Scott. When I sent you that email, totally from the heart, you changed my life understanding diabetes. Like, understanding how to handle my son's diabetes and know that we're all gonna be okay.
0: Wow, I don't even really yeah. know what to say about that. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and, and when I go, you know, so just to kind of give you a little bit, I'm in sales, I'm in pharma sales, and uh, when Colin was diagnosed, I'd be out in my car driving, you know, to, to my different accounts, just sobbing. Like, what are, we, what are we going to do? This was such a punch in the gut. And I know everybody that's listening understands that. Um, and I just, you know, and I, and I was on my iPad, you know, just researching and researching. And I found you. And it was like an instant connection. And I don't know if it's because you live in the town I used to live in after I graduated college. Seriously? Or, Oh yeah, I lived. I lived down in Hamilton, and oh, yeah. um, you know, I'm a Jersey girl. I'm a Rutgers grad, and uh, there was just something about you. And what makes it great, and and I know you don't want it to be all about you, but actually, kind of is, is that you're so easy to listen to, and you bring people on that are real, that are that are are managing this and not struggling with it, not you know, being handcuffed by it, by type one diabetes, but by actually managing it and living with it. And I'm telling you, I would come home. So Colin just turned 14 Mm -hmm. um, in April and uh, I would come home and I'd be like, Colin, my guy said this today. And he'd roll his eyes as you know, most 13 and 14 year old kids do. But I would say, no, really, this is, we have to try this. We have to try this, and you made it that it wasn't so scary, you know, because it's scary. No, it's, of
0: course, it's, it's,
2: it's
1: horrifying. It's scary, and and um, everything that that everybody that comes on that says to you, you know, my son, my daughter was diagnosed, and it's overwhelming. It's um, it the sadness, the shock, the punch in the gut, the um, you know, all of those those adjectives that you use to. Just like the shock and awe, of, oh my God, this is happening to my child, and to be able to find you um has really it, it, you're you're really you're you were my lifesaver like the dexcom is the, a game changer
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're you were the lifesaver you really are and and um you know, and I wait like I, like i said i'm in my car all the time, you know every day and i I listen to you, I listen to your podcast, and I listen to it over and over and um you know and because of because of what I've learned and just hearing different parents perspectives right uh you know that you can like wow I could I could try that and I'm not going to hurt him you know what I mean or or I can you know uh, you know the tweaks and the pulls and the you know and the and the nudging you know that's all become words in my house where we never talked about that kind of stuff before you know and then when I hear Colin saying it I'm like yeah, he he gets it too, right? Yeah, like, you know, like he's getting, getting it, it too. Yeah, and and um it's just it's been you know, it's a, he was diagnosed last June, uh June 28th, and so it's coming up on a year next month. The change in in him, the change in us is is uh is incredible and I really I owe, I owe a lot of it to you. Because I get a lot of my information from
0: you. Well, Um, I got to make a dumb joke here before I cry. So um, (laughs) I'm going to put you in touch with my (laughs) wife and let you tell her how fantastic I am because she doesn't seem to know and I've known her most of my adult life. Well, listen, you were very kind to say those things and and to try to give me the credit. But I think that that more of the credit goes to you than you expect because you, you heard it and you responded and you tried like you got over that fear and that horror and the shock and you said to yourself, let's, we have to do something, you you know? And I think that's a big leap that a lot of people get stuck at.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, um, I have to say like, so when Colin was diagnosed and, um, it was back, I can, I'll go into it. When he was diagnosed, we had had a death in the family the week before and I, he was, he started not feeling well and, and um, we were at the funeral, and I looked at him, and I was like, he just looked so small, and like didn't look well. And he th- and he said, "Mom, I don't feel good." And I said, "Okay." And I, and my partner stayed at the funeral. I said, "Let's go." I took we well, we have three children. I took them home, and he he got sick, and I wanted to help him, and I was shocked, shocked right. by how he looked, that he had lost so much weight in within like two weeks. He had he dropped fifteen pounds like that, um, and you know, kids like you know, especially boys that are you know thirteen year olds, you know their moms don't see them without their baggy shorts on and their shirts, and so I really didn't realize how little and how how much he had lost till I was I gasped, and um, we took him that very next morning to the pediatrician, and the pediatrician sat down in front of us and said, um, you know, you need to take him to. Uh, our Bay State Regional, which is our regional hospital, he's got uh, juvenile diabetes. Wow.
2: Well, oh, geez. I can't, we, God, I can't, can't so, even, so, yeah.
1: No, so it was like, it was such a shock. And everybody that's listening knows this feeling. Like, there's, everybody that has a child that, that has been given this news knows exactly what we're talking about. It's It's just, you can't even believe it. It's like you can't, and you don't even have time to react to it because you have to go take care of your child. You have to get them to the hospital and get them the, the help that they need. Um, right away. And There's that no causing.
0: Yeah, you can't even take us. You know what it reminds me of? Do you, do you watch The Walking Dead? It, no, I don't. No? Well, it reminds me of the zombie <laughs> no. apocalypse, and here's why. Because when you open your door and you <laughs> say, wow, everyone's turned into a zombie, you don't get to go inside and sit down and think about it for a while. You have to start running and shooting, you, 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 yeah. know, you know, like right away. Like there's no human moment where you get to say to yourself, huh, I, you know, my world was like this yesterday and now it's like this and, and I have to go fight right now. Like I can't even process it. Like you said, there's no moment for you to even think about it.
1: And right. That, and that's, that's, a, that's a great analogy. And you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, as parents, we do for our children. That's just, that's, that's our gig, right? That's what we do. Whether it's get them a sandwich, make sure they're, you know, they they're, they have clean sheets, their clothes are done. We do for our kids. And um, this is very important that uh, when this ha- happens, you, you know, you you automatically, sorry about that, you,
2: um,
1: you're in hyper, what am I going to do mode? How am I going to, not necessarily fix this because there's no fixing, but how am I going to make it better for the, our child? Because they're going to deal with this for the rest of their life. This yeah. isn't going away.
0: Well, to, to draw out my ham fisted analogy a little farther, there are, there there are some <laughs> people who pick up the nearest thing and start, stabby with the zombies and then there are some people who stand there and go oh this can't be true this isn't what ha- what's happening and those are the people whose faces get eaten and so <laughs> you, you know what I mean? you have to decide yeah. like am I gonna fight or am I gonna get my face eaten off and and I, I do think that that really does fit with diabetes like when you hear people say you know all the time like well you know, I went to the endo and they made an adjustment to our basal rate, but it didn't work. But, hey, we're going back in three months and we'll try it again. And I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. You, you, you know, like right. that that's thats waiting around and hoping. Don't wait around and hope. Do something. Do anything. Pick up a stick and stab somebody in the head. That's what you got. Uh, yeah, you know, Absolutely.
1: So. And you're constantly doing that, right? You're constantly those zombies are coming at you. They and you're like, stop no, stop coming, not this Jane. time. And you're like, and, you you know, you whip something at them. So when we we were at the hospital, and again, in our shock and sadness, and and so I text, I text like five of our really close friends in our, you know, in our neighboring towns. And I said, this is the situation we're dealing with. And literally within, within two minutes, I had names of these three women who had sons and and daughters and a daughter that had type one and call them and, 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 So after we got out of the hospital and we did all that and we had our training and, you know, and again, it's like a blur. It's like, oh, my God. Um, I I called each of them and sobbed, right? And then I and one of one of the women that I spoke to is the actually the 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 director of the JDRF up in Western Massachusetts and Connecticut. And she met me and um, and I consider myself, I mean, I'm a pretty strong woman and I just broke down and she she waited and she, and she said, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And I was like in my mind thinking, no, it's not. oh, honey, you don't even know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know what's happening in our life. Isn't it but funny when you kind
0: of think like, how is it possible I love my kid more than she loves her kid? Because this is yes. obviously not going to get better. And...
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, obviously, you must parent different than I yeah, do because yeah. I don't see that happening. Weirdo. And you know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? It did. It got
0: better, and it,
1: yeah. and it 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 did, and it and it got better because of the people that just come into your life, and you hear and you listen and and and, and you open yourself up to, oh my God, he's not going to die tomorrow, right? Because that's immediately like you think, like holy crap, what you know, what's going to happen? And then now that we realize, no, he can live with this. He'll be okay, you know, and we will be able to help him manage this um and then you know opening ourselves up to how do you manage it right um so when again going back to the beginning so back in so this happened the end of june so in july i'm again i'm i'm in my car driving around going to different uh appointments and and i found
0: you and how did that and happen? I was like, how did you did you because you found the podcast first or the blog
1: i i found i found the uh, I found the blog, and I think it said podcast, and then I clicked on it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, and then I immediately went to iTunes and downloaded it. Very nice.
0: Look at you understanding just, podcast. Thank you very much for that, by the way. It's very hard to explain them to people for some reason.
1: <laughs> no, and I and so I I just started listening, and again, you're very easy to listen to because you're, you're friendly, and you put people at ease.
0: And earlier and we thought, established wow. I'm fantastic, so that's why I'm ah, easy to listen to. Really. Exactly, yeah.
1: Listen, I'll throw in a few jabs so your wife feels okay about. Oh yeah,
0: the please, yeah. <laughs> I don't listen. What? If she sees me happy, she goes right into a into a, like sort of a stealthy attack mode. I think there's a level of happiness that when I reach, she's like, I can't have this guy that happy. So yeah,
1: exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We need balance.
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, That's hilarious. I don't want to (laughs) get off track. But apparently I'm the one that needs to be balanced. Everybody else can be as happy as they want to be. But that might just be from my perspective. But go ahead. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Listen, the one that stays stays home always has the issue, right? Oh, I I can't. What's going on? So anyway, um, I forget what I was going to say. But anyway, (laughs) when I found you and I started listening to it, you know, I was when we came from the endo. I mean, I was really like, this is what we have to do, and and our endo is fantastic, and the staff fantastic. Um, but then they're like, okay, you know, here you go. Here's, you know, drop the needle, and you know, you're all set to go. And I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? And you know, that was it. Like, here's counting carbs. This is what you do. You have, you know, you start with the with the vials and the shots, and um. And then we started recording, my partner re- recorded like everything, like everything colonate, how much we gave them. So we went back in a month and we had everything documented because after listening to you for that month, the first month, and I was like, this is ridiculous. We're off of the, the we're not doing the, um, inject these, uh, um, injections, the syringes, we're going to the pens. Mm-hmm. And then I want to get on, I, I want to get on that Omnipod, no you know, problem. listen to me saying I want to get on it. I said, su- you know, I want to get Colin on it because that's the way to go. And so we went back to the endo a month later, and they said um, they put us exactly on the pens, and then I started talking to them about Omnipod and Dexcom. Mm-hmm. So what was cool about it, so we went away on vacation the beginning of August. So now you're looking, now it's probably six weeks out, okay, from him being diagnosed. Five, six weeks out, and they said, hey, we have a, you know, a uh, um, sample of a, of a Dexcom, You know that people try it for a week uh, and see if they can use it. And I said, "Can we take that on vacation?" I said, "We're going to be gone for two weeks." And they're like, "Yeah, just don't lose it." I said, "No problem. (laughs) Go. We won't lose it." You you know. And I, exactly. Look at us. You know, you can trust us. (laughs) So, so we went on vacation with the Dexcom and with his with the pens. And can I tell you, it was it was the first time since he had been diagnosed that we actually felt like we could sleep,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, and, and, um, sometimes the kids at the, at, um, when we go on vacation, they like to go, we we have like a living room in the garage and they like to sleep out there and Colin wanted to sleep out there with his brother and his sister. And, um, we were like, okay. And they said that they would watch him. And, um, and you know, we felt comfortable that he could do that because we had those numbers. You know, and it just is, it's just, uh, it's, it it is just, it was unbelievable. Then we, that's so we came back from vacation. We had n- another appointment then the end of August. Um, and then we started him, uh, we had the, he had the Omnipod because Colin picked what he wanted. And I just, you know, I was trying to be as subtle as a mother can be. Like, I think this is really what you want. You Take don't want all the one. tubing. I know <laughs> <laughs> when he'd be sleeping, is she whispering you know,
0: to me when I'm asleep, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't
0: put it past me. By the way, uh... let's just insert the ad right here. Listen, did you hear episode 154, the last episode? Shacey Petrovic, the COO of Insula, came on and talked all about the things that are happening now with Omnipod and in the future. We talked about their new PDM and their artificial pancreas and everything in between. Talked about how Medicare is starting to take care of things. Here's one thing that uh, wasn't available, wasn't public knowledge in time. But United Healthcare. Hmm, has some good news for you and Omnipod. Insulate and Healthcare have established a new network relationship, giving individuals enrolled in United Healthcare commercial and Medicaid plans in-network coverage for the Omnipod. It says, I'm reading, of course, Through this new relationship, we are working together to help people access the insulin management technology they need to effectively manage their diabetes. I concur. The agreement goes into effect on April 1st, 2018. The United Healthcare plans that this affects people enrolled in United Healthcare's individual employer sponsor excuse me, employer-sponsored and Medicaid plans have in-network coverage for the Omnipod. You might be asking, well, did United Healthcare members not have access to the Omnipod prior to this? No. But it was through a third-party supplier. Insulin has worked directly with United Healthcare to reach agreement on a competitive in-network agreement that will give more people the opportunity to enjoy benefits of Omnipod System. There's a link in your show notes to all this information from Omnipod. And by the way, it's a tubeless insulin pump that you're going to love. Here's how you can find out for sure if you're going to love it. You go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. There you'll be able to get a free, no obligation demo pod. They will actually send you a pod out that you can look at, touch, feel, roll around your hands, see what it's all about, and even wear it for a while. And then you'll decide, is this something I really want? Maybe it is. You call back, you say, I'm in. That guy on that podcast, he was right. I love this thing. Okay. Now go ahead.
1: Okay. <laughs> but it's true. You know, I, it, it, and, and he said, so it was funny because he was bucking me in the beginning. And then he said, mom, he goes, I always knew I wanted the Omnipod because he researched that he's a smart kid,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like out of the three. So I have a, he has an older brother who is, um, he's 15 he's soon to be 16. And then he has a twin sister. Um, who is uh, obviously 14 as with Colin, and you know we wanted we wanted something that he, that he's going to be able to, you know, to be on that's going to be safe, right, with with the deck and the Omnipod, and easy to use. I mean, he's a he's a you know he's an active kid, and I, I just didn't want him to have these tubes running all over the place. I just didn't think that that would be, you know. Something that a that a young man would want, or even a even a young woman, you know, just you have it, you put it on, you're done.
0: It, it is really one of those things, like you know, it's. Listen, I I will I I will talk all the time about how much I love the Omnipod, and and the the no tubing part of it was a huge, you know, aspect of how I looked at it originally. I thought more about when I saw Omnipod, I thought more about nothing attached to my belt, like nothing hanging off of them, which seemed great right. to me. The other thing seemed like because everything was so um inside of the pod itself that like oops, we lost Jane. Hold on a second.
1: That <laughs>
0: I'll edit out where you said shit, don't worry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I am in my car and I and I hit a button on I'm so sorry about no, that. No,
0: you're fine, please. I was just all I was going to say was that the the, the thing that really <laughs> grabbed me about OmniPod back then was that it was self-contained and what I thought was well when the company makes improvements to it we'll automatically right. get the improvements. It's not like this little you know insulin pump company is going to make 19 revisions of this pump like if they improve it we get the better ones. Like, you know what I mean? And and that right. that was a really big part of the way I thought about it in the beginning. Um, you, yeah. know, and, you know, and the rest of it became more obvious to me as time went on. Like, it's easy to look at it and say, Oh, there's no tubes. That's probably better. But, but that, that part of the upgrades sort of happening, I'm assuming, and I don't know anything for certain because people will assume I do, but I I'm assuming that Omnipod makes, you know, adjustments to that thing, you know, regularly and we get them. So uh, I, right. I'm always, I'm always happy about that. Even when they make big revision jumps, like, you know, they went from the one pod to the smaller one. They didn't carry the big one and the little one, and you weren't stuck with the big one because that's when you came on to the company. So, right. Anyway, I love. It. I think that. I think that what you saw, you know, grabbing that Dexcom and 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 going on vacation, is that if you're if this stuff is available to you and and you're, you know, financially able to have it, you know, I think it's a. It, it, it gives you a huge improvement in your quality of life and, and just the idea of not worrying about things constantly. And, you know, like this morning when Arden got up, um, her blood sugar was, was a little elevated, like around four o'clock. I slept really soundly last night. So I missed a, a high alarm around four o'clock. And so about five thirty, I gave her a bunch of insulin trying to get her down, you know, to where I wanted it to be. Um,
2: but mm-hmm. I only
0: got her to like 150. I think this might be the last day of her infusion set. I'm not. I have to check on that actually. Um, so we we bolus. You know, when she left the house, and I was like, this is going to be enough. And I saw her blood sugar coming down. And the must. What happened was she got right into her first class. They gave her a test, and then that anxiety hit her, and her blood sugar started going back up again. So I was able to text right. her. I saw it right away. Texted her. Gave her a lot more insulin again, and now she's like 122. And I'm gonna get her down by to around 100 before before lunch in about an hour. Mm -hmm. It's 114 right now. But so it took an hour and a half to get what I consider a high blood sugar, which is over 130 to get back to, to get back down. And now she's drifting down. And without that technology, I'm telling you what happens is she goes to school. I think, Oh, I gave her enough insulin. And then she tests Probably an hour from now when we find out her blood sugar's two forty because it just kept going up because of the right. the testing and all that stuff at, at school, and then i then I'm just fumfering I'm just you know, oh, I would love to give her a lot more insulin, but she's at school, so I'll err on the side of caution and then by the time she gets home at four o'clock her blood sugar's you know one eighty and the whole day got spent high. And then, you know, right. and then I later I start banging my head against the ceiling and going, Hey, well, how did, uh, how come our A1C is so high? Well, you know, she was at school the other day for six hours and her blood sugar was over 200. And that happens right. more than you think and blah, blah, blah. But this stuff just lets you not live like that. It's fantastic, you know?
1: Oh, it's, it's incredible. So when Colin was diagnosed, his sugar was 488 and his A1C was 16.5. Wow. So, um, I didn't know what all that meant Mm -hmm. because again, I'm in the industry, but I've never been um, involved with endocrinology. So we went from a 16.5 to in December, he was 5'7". Wow. Well,
0: you got good at that really quick. Good for you.
1: Well, it's a team approach. And I, and I think, you know, you know, everybody, again, that's, that's on this, or if they're new, if their child's just diagnosed, I mean, you're, the family is is the family is the one that controls all of this. You know, the doctors they give you kind of the parameters, but you really have to be the one that kind of tweaks it and bumps it and moves it and and to find that sweet spot that works for you. And the sweet spot changes daily, especially when your child's going through puberty. Let me tell you, um, yeah, it changes <laughs> it, it changes daily. Like he had, I'll tell you a funny story. So when Colin when we went back in um, December and, you know, the, we got the A1C and we try not to make it like a competition, like, you know, but we're,
0: do you, we you high know, five oh, and like holler oh, we, and everything. We do, and...
1: we do, we do, but we, do, but like, try not to make it like crazy. Cause what if it comes in not so good, I understand, you know, but we're, but you know, we're, my partner and I are both athletic and we're like, oh, you know, like, let's get this thing down. Like,
2: we, we let's beat do
0: diabetes.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, it came in and it was like, you know. Five six and and then, then so he's so he he went from sixteen five to eleven and then to um like ten something, and then the when we were in December it was five point seven, and we were high five and and I said to Colin, I go, You're managing this, you're doing this,,
2: yeah.
1: you know, and the doctor says, you know they look at us smirking, you know and they, and she goes she said uh, well, you know. Just so you know, probably not gonna stay like this, but
2: Lady
0: you know, just, I got a podcast. Don't tell I, me what's going on.
2: I know. I'm like, I
1: got this under control. Like my guy and I, like, <laughs> I listen to him every day and I got this we we are set, right? You may so have
0: medical school, but there's a man I've never met before on the internet. And he told me, exactly. you know what, I better stop talking. And actually, Listen, now's a good time to say to anybody, don't go into the into Endo's the office and tell them you figured it out on a podcast because they're going to look at you <laughs> sideways. <laughs>
1: no, I never said podcast. I never said podcast. Can said you imagine? <laughs> Listen, you're a Jersey guy. Nah. I mean, you know, you live there. I trust you. So anyway, <laughs> so they laughed. They laughed. So Colin, Colin in a year, okay, he's grown six and a half inches wow. and he's gained – Um, he was, he's gained 60 pounds, 55 pounds. He's
0: going to be
2: huge. So
1: he's like, he was tiny and now he's, he's tall. He's, he's almost as tall as I'm. I'm five nine. He's almost as tall as I am. And, and all of a sudden our nice line, right. Yeah. Started all of a sudden going all over the place. Like what is going on? Like how, you know, this was working great. And then I started really like, okay. I really got to listen more on what's going on. And, and, you know, and I listened to um, your podcast again about um, being bold with insulin. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I came home to Colin and I go, you know, listen, I go, we I go, you really need to listen to me. I said, we have to be a little bit more bold with the insulin. And this is what we need to do. And he's like, okay, mom. okay, mom. And I and I use your term. (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh my terms, God, She's listening to that podcast again. <laughs>
1: I know. I do. I'm like. That's what he says to me. He's like, "Oh God." And but you know what? We're we're now being able to control it. He still spikes high. Mm-hmm. When I say high, he hits like 190, and then he'll come down, or he gets he 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 gets lows. So we're over the last probably six week uh, six weeks. I've really been we've been moving toward the basal versus bolusing and and really you know tweaking and moving the basil around because he for whatever reason and again because of puberty and everything that's going on you know what i did yesterday which worked great all of a sudden does not work today
0: yeah you found a, a real nice like um i don't know you were probably on cruise control for a little while and it was working great and then he started growing and then you know I always just think of it like this, like when the diabetes is aggressive, I just get aggressive back with it. That's all. And, you know, so if it, if it wants to, you know, if it, if it wants to be high, then I just, I'm just more aggressive about it being not high. And, uh, it just, you know, there was this gap of time I talked about on an earlier episode, but, you know, we had, uh, over a Christmas holiday. So like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, um, and Arden's growing at the same time, and her blood sugar was just like I felt like every day it was it was just coming at me, you know. And, yeah. and I just kept going back at it, and back at it. When she got her A one C, and it stayed in our what's been our sweet spot now for almost four years, which is between like five six and six two. It didn't move much, and we kept it. I forget where it was back then, but we didn't move off of it. I think we might have went down like a like a like a point one. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And I and the the nurse practitioner said. Wow, over the holidays you went down, and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "But it was hard because it just it kept trying to not be like this, and I just kept trying to stop it." it like, I don't think there's really much more to it than that. It, it, you know what I mean?
1: It is, and it's you know what it is, Scott. It's really you have to be comfortable with and trust your your own self and your own gut mm-hmm. to make the move, right? Yep. It's like anything, you know, change is like, people hate change. People hate change. So you're doing something that's working great. And now all of a sudden it's going all over the place. You have to be able to trust yourself and change what you're doing to be able to get that stuff back in line again. I mean, you know, and, and I was, and I, and I was the, when we left the hospital, okay. He, Colin was starving and we had to go over to, we had to, you know, go across the street for our educational, you know, session. And, um. Colin and Kathy stopped to pick up, like, some chicken nuggets, right? And I'm like – and I was like, no, you can't eat those. like, oh, my God, like, <laughs> you can't eat – you know, oh, those are bad. You, we can't have those. Like, that's – I was that mother. Okay? out of your mind, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, and my, my family was like, like, I was that mother. Like, no, like, these like, – like, it's black and white. Like, no, we can't do that. And now I'm like the gray mother. Yeah. Like, I'm so gray, and, he, you know – like, he'll say, hey, mom, can I have ice cream? You know, and I say, well, yeah, let's check and see where you are. And, you know, yeah, you can have that because, you know, he's he he healthy, like really healthy. But I don't want him to, you know, he's going to have this the rest of his life. And the last thing I want is him to feel like he he can't do things that other kids can do or that, you know, it's such a big problem. Yeah. Um, you know, for this last year, so he's in eighth grade and the school he goes to, the nurse, um, could not be better and more of a part of our team, uh, than, than what we have. I mean, she, he'll, he'll go down if he gets low or if he spikes and she's just, she's right on top of it, helps out, but he's missed a fair amount of school because if he spikes too high, he gets headaches or if he drops fast. He gets headaches and he can't focus
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh we just honestly we just say hey come on home you know we don't make a big deal of it he's an honor roll kid we don't we don't make a big deal of it because again this is his life right and our what we think is that it's better to just have a relaxed attitude about it and we're going to get through it it's your first year we'll figure it out so when you get into high school next year We don't have all these highs and lows and, you know, at different times of the day. Um, But just a more relaxed, you know, relaxed uh, attitude. And I think, again, is, um, you know, listening to the other parents that have been on your blog, on your uh,
0: podcast,
1: have really helped us and shaped us. I mean, no doubt.
0: I tell everybody when they when they they're like, I think I want to come on. And then they don't know. And then the next thing people say is, I don't think my story is valuable. And I'm like, first of all, everyone's story is valuable. I'm like, somebody, something's going to come out of what you say, that's going to help somebody else. And, and, and the irony, of course, is that you're doing it now, you don't even realize it yet. But you you will have or have said something already that someone else will, will key on the way you keyed on something that someone else said, you know, so I mean, the, these yeah. conversations are, I just think that that listening to you today is is not just good for my ego thank you but it's it's really it's good for my my resolve about continuing doing the podcast because it is you know i i, I was speaking to a girl yesterday and i told her i'm like i don't want to i'm not saying the podcast is art but sometimes you know when you're the one creating something you're the last person who understands exactly what it is you know what i mean like to to other people right. who to who absorb it and see it and and sometimes i feel like that about this i'm like i don't know if this is- doing what I intended to do or not. Um, And I think that listening to you tells me it it might be doing more than I intend. I'm gonna throw some numbers at you, you ready? 111, 13, 8. Now some words. Bump, nudge, harsh line, quick drop, fast fall. Now let's see how these things fit together. At this very moment, my 13 year old daughter is in eighth grade. Her blood sugar is 111. It is nice and steady. I know that because of the Dexcom G5. I also know because of the Clarity software that comes with the G5, that my daughter's average blood sugar over the last 90 days is 118. That makes her A1C 5.73 right now. Now I'm not a math person, and the math that someone tried to teach me once around diabetes was really confusing to me. But when I started seeing the data that came back from the Dexcom G5, When I started putting together that the numbers and the graphs could, if I looked at them the right way, teach me something, those things are not confusing. They open up a doorway to the idea of bumping and nudging blood sugars about being bold with insulin. Last night, I used my daughter's Dexcom graph to show my wife, hey, right here, when you saw this fall, had you just put the juice right here, see the severity of the fall, I told my wife, that's how you can tell that it wasn't gonna stop. My wife's like, I thought maybe it might slow down. And I said, no, no, I can tell by the severity of the line. That is something I've learned from looking at a Dexcom graph. I've also learned how to be bold with insulin, how to pre-bolus insulin, and how to understand my daughter's diabetes in a way that transforms her care. Please go to Dexcom.com forward slash to find out more about the Dexcom G5. It allows you to have peace of mind that is uncomparable. And the apps that it has are available for Android and Apple. These are, of course, my results. Yours may vary. Dexcom.com forward slash Juicebox.
1: Oh, I think, I mean, I've listened to a lot of the, the times you're on the podcast. You're like, you know, this is, I started it because of this, right? And this is really, you know, I started it because of Arden and, and, you know, X, Y, and Z. And, and I'd listen to it. I'm like, you're totally doing that. Like you are totally doing that. And. And, um, you know, and again, it just, I think you empower people um, and you empowered me to be able to say, you know what, I can play in the gray and not hurt him. You know what I mean? The other thing I think is
0: is such a big part of this is that, you and you mentioned it earlier, you really do have to trust your gut. Like you have to. You have to be able to be in a situation where, you know, the powers that be are telling you one thing and you're like, no, I don't think that's right. And you have to be able to trust yourself enough to push forward and see if you can figure out a better way. And, and right. that's a big deal because otherwise, otherwise what you get is this, it's it's like, um, it, it's somebody standing over top of you who's got you know, sway over what you think. And they've given you permission to stay in this place that you know is not good. And you're, it's almost like they release your guilt about it so that you, you don't fight to get out anymore. You, right. you know what I mean? Like it's, I don't know. It, it, it It's like you're trapped somewhere. You know, you should leave, but someone's telling you, you don't have to. So you don't. And while that's all going on, your, your A1C, your blood sugar or somebody you love, it's elevated and you're creating you're creating health issues in the future that aren't showing themselves to you today. And so they're easy to ignore. And, um, I just, I feel terrible every time I think that somebody might be trapped in that spot, you know? So hearing that you got out of it so quickly to kind of loop back around is one of the things that I've learned from doing the podcast that I could not have ever expected in the beginning, but this process that took me so many years on my own to kind of cobble together ideas and thoughts and find the courage and all that other stuff that happens—the technology—what I, I realized is, is you really can fast-forward somebody right through it. You know, you don't have to spend two years struggling. You can get in three months. You can inform and empower someone and set them on their own way, and they can be successful with it. You're you're walking proof of that, Jane. You and your and Colin. It's amazing, and your and your spouse. It's just it's fantastic.
1: yeah. It- Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is that so when when he was diagnosed, um, it's almost like having, you know, you know, just work with me on this one. It's like having a baby again with those sleepless nights. Right. It's like, you know, so back when our kids were little, you know, we made a pact that we would never talk about being tired. Like that's not even part of our language anymore because it just is. You are. And. You know, my best friend from high school, when she had her kids, she's like, you know, I am tired. I just don't talk about it. I said, oh, that's perfect. I love that. And so we've, we've, got, we've taken that mantra again. Um, and in the, those first, you know, like I said, before we got the Dexcom on board, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, this is what people deal with every day. Like, up, you know, I would talk to mothers and they're like, like up two and three times a night. And I thought, oh, my God, how, how are we going to do this? And then we got the Dexcom. And I am I'm not even joking you. We got the Dexcom. And um, Colin must have been on it for maybe, I would say, maybe three months. And, again, I'm, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry for 20 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I wrote a long letter to the regional director in my area and said, I want to work for you. I said, because every child or person that gets out of the hospital that has type one diabetes should leave with a DEXCOM.
0: Okay, You know have, and are I, you and making headway with that? Or you have you made any inroads to uh, a job or
1: he he got back to me, but nothing's really been we're not really doing anything yet. Um you know and, and um and I feel the same way about Omnipod too. I mean it just really you know it they're they're both they're they're game changers, you know, and and it really just when you have this technology and it's at your fingertips and it makes life manageable again, right? Like, yeah, I get up at night. I'm the nighttime person, so I get up at night when there's an alarm or this or that. Um, but it's quick. Like up, you know, treat it, fix it,
0: bed. I have to be, honest, be- if the FDA would relax a little bit. If I could, se- if I could send insulin remotely. <laughs> Maybe yeah, no kidding. Change my life pretty much. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I wish they could well, get was, to that.
1: When I first started listening to you, I thought you were doing that because you kept saying, you know, I talked to Arden and we'd, we'd increase her insulin. I'm like, how's he doing that? Yeah, like, wait a minute. Texting. Is he doing that from – right. Yeah. But, uh, but I didn't realize you were telling her and then she would be doing it because I thought, you know, ooh, good, I can really control this. Like now I... – <laughs> I can do it from like my car.
0: It's, un- you know? it's it's sometimes unspoken or not said enough, but one of the key pieces of technology and how I handle Arden's diabetes and how we keep her blood sugar where it is is, is texting. It's a, it, without that, it would be a yeah. huge problem, actually. So,
1: oh, absolutely, and the, and you know we all got eye so we can see his Collins numbers. Um, it's just it's it's incredible, and and I don't even know. I know you you always you know you have guests on and have had diabetes for years and you know didn't have the technology that they have today i it must have been maddening to try to figure out to to understand where they where their blood sugar was
0: yeah
2: I,
1: i don't think i could have slept as a
0: parent and i think the other side of it is too is it was one of those situations where they didn't have as much data and so they were maybe in a like in a spot where they weren't as aware of it as they as they could have been and so maybe it didn't maybe it didn't hang on them as heavily or you know maybe it didn't just in a different way, but you you know we live in a different space now where you you are aware of what your kid's blood sugar is constantly right you, you know what I mean right like like it's 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 so much so that you know i told- <laughs> I told you when we started, we started talking twenty or thirty minutes ago that my goal is to have Arden around a hundred when I bolus her for lunch now the bolus is coming up in twenty minutes and she's one oh six. She is gently drifting wow, down to right where I want her. But, but the point is, is that I've done it so many times and, and been able to visualize the data that now, you know, there are times, you know, you, when the Dexcom has to warm up and you lose those two hours there or, you know, towards the end, it's right. you know, it gets a little wonky before you change it. It doesn't work as much. There are times that I don't really even need it anymore. I, I, what I would need it for is the is the emergency situation or something I couldn't predict but I'm, yeah. I'm so tuned into what's happening most days that I can predict what's going on before, before it happens and, right and that's just like that's from seeing it over and over, it's the repetition of, of watching it happen, knowing that this happened, then this happened and then that happened, and then seeing it happen over and over and over again until you can trust that it's going to occur like that and, and that's a huge gift, you know it just it, it really is.
2: Well, it is, and the other
1: the other thing that's neat that you, you always talk about is like the parameters with the with the um, the Dexcom, right? So you know, low is at 70 and then high is at you know, I'm not saying this is what it is, but you know, 200, right? And then and you know, you've always talked about like putting those, making those smaller, right? Yeah. So you know, we are we I now have it at 85 and 160,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So that we can catch it and. You know, and I, and I talked to Colin, and I'm like, this is why we're doing it. Yes, it might alarm, but it gives us an opportunity to adjust so that it doesn't hit that, oh, my God, you know, um, uh, part. It's too late. And like where are too, too late. Exactly. I had been, um, I went to a, uh, there was a diabetes um, council thing in um, in Hartford a couple, like a month or so ago. And I was in front of the Dexcom booth, and I was just kind of hanging out, and there was a guy there, uh, um, and he we started chatting, and his daughter was two, two or three, and he said, oh, I use a Dexcom. I said, oh, I said, so do I. And he said, my parameters are 250 and 70. And I said to him, I go, oh, I said, well, why do you do that? He goes, because it alarms so much. And I said, well, you know, I just... It's almost like I was just counseling him, like you counsel us. <laughs>
0: You're podcasting in the wild to one person,
1: <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so I want to talk to you how we can do this joint podcast. No, I'm just kidding. So, um, so I said to him, I go, you know, I said when we started with with my son, we were up at 200. I said, and I brought it down. We brought it down to 160, and it does alarm, but after a while, it doesn't alarm mm-hmm. because you get to understand and you start to see it drifting up, like you say. And then you adjust to it. Yep. And he looked at me and he's like, thank you. And I said, yeah, I said, no problem. I said, we all, the community is so strong and, you know, people talk and, the, and you know, word gets out. Hey, try this, do that. And, and it really helps, you know, and.
0: It, you, um, you have to rely on other people with, with a chronic illness, especially like diabetes. You can't just, you can't expect a doctor who doesn't live with you and isn't with that. That person's just trying to keep you alive and they're doing a great job of it, but. Yeah, you know, that advice you gave him um, is just—it's monumental. And if you go back, I don't know how many episodes now. I actually did an interview with a, a scientist from Dexcom. I was—you know—I'm not blowing my own horn here, but I was—I had this concept for a while, and then they came out with a study about a year later and said that th- th- it proves true. If you keep your tolerances tighter, you will have better outcomes. And and to think of—and I'll—I'll sound preachy here for a second—to to hear somebody say. Well, if I if I lower it, it alarms all the time. I'm like, well, duh. Like, what's the like? Listen to what you just <laughs> said. You, you know what I mean? What you just said? Like, I bought this thing. I was thinking it might help my health, but every time it tries to help my health, it's annoying. and, right. you know, like, well, <laughs> and, and then it just turns it into a don't die alarm, which is right. is so undervaluing the technology. It's it's incredible, and I. I I feel poorly for anybody who thinks of it that way. That Dexcom is not just to keep you from dropping dead while you're sleeping. It's not for that. It, Arden's, um, Arden's at 70 for her low threshold and 130 for her high. And this summer, I'm going to move the high to 120. Right. Because, yeah. because th- what it takes with insulin and time to react to a 120 diagonal up is so minute. If you wait to 180, to one, even 160 to 180 to 200 to 250, by the time you get involved in that fight, not only have you affected your health, but you've put yourself in a battle that's going to take hours to, to, to come out of. And by the time you get out of it, if you're lucky, it's going to be time to eat again. And that's how it, uh, things go banging up and down. When you see right. 120 diagonal up, 130 diagonal up, ooh, little tiny bit of insulin and right back to 100 and it's over. It takes two seconds. You, you, you know, now when you do that, do you bolus or do you do you adjust the basal rate? Depends on what's going on. Okay. Either either or both, depending on the situation. You, you know, yeah. so, um, and there are times when I just when I'm like I think it was this morning was a good example. Like I, I tried to be a little like graceful and I didn't realize Arden was going into a test afterwards. I just thought I was dealing with a, a slightly elevated blood sugar. But the next time I saw what was going on, she was like 170 diagonal up. And mm-hmm. I gave her what I considered to be on the high side of the amount of insulin that she would need. And now we're talking now she's one of three. So, you know, it's always, you just have to be, um, actually by the time I put this out, cause you're, cause they're recorded ahead, I'm hoping to have made and have available t-shirts that say bold with insulin on them. So, Oh, love that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm working on that. Um, i just i I'm trying to figure out a, a way to get them printed and 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 how to get oh, them oh i can ha-
1: i we'll talk about that after
0: no oh, cool It's a very weird thing to be on the internet, not in a space that you're in control of, like not a Facebook page or your blog or something, and to see somebody talking about diabetes and using something that I've said in conversation, like it's a, Mm -hmm. like it's a saying, you you know what I mean? Like that's overwhelmingly like it's, it's, I was in awe the first time I I heard someone say, you know, I think you need to be a little more bold with that insulin. I was like, oh my God, because that's not a common phrase. Like no one would just say that. You know, (laughs) It came out of my stupid head. And so I'm just like, I'm like, wow, that's, and it's, it's great. Like, because I think that I think that most of the problems that people have with with type 1 is their fear of the insulin and it's understandable but you got to Well
1: get when it. you're first but when you're first new to it oh, I sure. mean I, I you know it's like the stages it's like the stages of death opposite right so you first the first stage is like oh my god I could kill him right and then but then you go mm, maybe not so much right till right, yeah. so all of a sudden you get to where oh we're living and everything's great and I think with, with the Dexcom and with an Omnipod is you start out with, uh, Oh, I just don't want to, I, I don't want to hurt, hurt my child. I don't want to kill them. I don't want to, you know, at the, at the far end and then you realize, Hey, not so much. And then you start to get, you know, you start to get a little stronger and in, in, in yourself saying, Hey, we can do this, you know, and this can get done. Um, we have Colin, like if, if, if you look at managing his diabetes, he manages it eighty five percent. Like I don't do the, I don't do any of the carbs when when he does his meals, he figures everything out. He puts it in. Um, I work with him on the basal rate because we just that's new, I'm trying to understand that. But uh, he really he really is managing it. Um, we do the nighttime, but he, but but the reason he does that is because his, his, his moms aren't psycho, right? Is because I've listened to you and I realize that it, it'll all be okay, right? And you want them to be independent. You want them to be able to feel comfortable sleeping over someone's house or being able to go out with their friends, you know, to be a local restaurant or a diner and get something to eat. And it, it's, it'll be okay, like, he'll be able to manage through that.
0: Because their, um, their actual health, their quantifiable health, is not as valuable if they're whacked out of their head for their whole life about diabetes and, and just all screwed up about it. And, you know, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, if, if my daughter's yeah. walking around with crippling anxiety but her A1C is good, that's not valuable. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You have to think about the whole thing.
2: Well, the whole the
1: whole picture exactly. That's why I said I was like that crazy mom in the beginning. You can't have those chicken nuggets, and now it's like you know what you can, Mm -hmm. and this is how we're going to do it. You know, it's it's all it's it's evolving and understanding, and I and I really feel in his lifetime, you know, hopefully I I pray hopefully before he goes to college is that Omnipod does have an artificial pancreas and that he, you know, that that will be taken care of. You know, I would I would
0: venture to say that that's a an absolute certainty so yeah yeah, yeah. and, um, and there, everyone's listen all the companies are moving towards it obviously and I think they all see that it's how it's going to be and if you're not involved in doing that and doing it well you're you're going to be you're going to be out of business so <laughs> I, I I fully expect that but before my daughter's in you know, maybe maybe a freshman in high school, I'm hoping that she'll be mm-hmm. using a combination Omnipod Dexcom um, artificial pancreas that has an algorithm that makes most of what I've learned obsolete. I can't, and I have to tell you something, I'll, I'll be happy to do the podcast for 100 more episodes and talk about that, but yeah. I can't wait to let go of some of the things that are in my head. You know what I mean? Like, to be serious for a second, like, I'm thrilled that we figured it out. I'm thrilled that it helped you. I don't want to think about it anymore. And I don't want to launch my daughter into an adult life where she's constantly thinking about it. I know how I feel.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, like, I
0: have this sense of accomplishment about her, her health, and that makes this stuff palatable. But there are things about me that I don't do because I don't have the time or the energy to do. You know, like I, I was saying to someone the other day, um, I was busy with um, this week's been really crazy. But Arden's um, her her school softball team's finishing up, so they're they're jamming in all the games that got rained out. They're going to play like every day this week. And on top of that, her recreational league is doing the same thing. So Arden's going to like, I honestly, I think this week Monday to Friday she's going to play seven softball games. Some of them are back to back, and then this weekend she's got a tournament. She's going to play like five. And I even said to Kelly on Monday morning, I said, hey, this whole week is pretty much going to be about me making food for people, keeping the house clean and keeping Arden alive so she can play softball. I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to get much more accomplished than that. (laughs) Right. And and I'm happy to do that because I'm the parent of a person. But when you're the human being who's in, like if if Arden was an adult who had that thought on Monday, I could see that being a terrible concept of how her week is going to be.
2: And Mm -hmm. I just
0: so hope that I'm hoping that I've shouldered this part of it and that technology is going to step in soon and stop her from ever really having to understand the things that I understand. Like, what I, be beyond that, like, I, as an adult, I don't want her to have an experience where she one day cognitively understands what it must have taken for her mom and I to take care of her. I don't want her to ever look back and feel like badly about that. You know what I mean? Like, so there's, yeah. I think there's a lot hanging on the technology right now for me personally. Like that's how I feel about it. No.
1: And and I agree with you with that. But I think, you know, as a parent, we shoulder a lot or like, it's not like this is yes. Diabetes is a crippling disease and you don't, you know, you don't ever want anybody to have that. But there's so many other things as a parent that you could say to your kids, well, I had to shoulder, all this, and I had to do that. And I think if we just we just put it into the fact like it's just being a parent, being a parent. right because because honestly when when our kids are little, we're keeping them alive, like with feeding them and, and clothing them, and you know um, and I know it's a different level, but I also think that you know if we if we do the job that we're supposed to do and make it that it's not a big deal you know to be to be nonchalant with being very very productive in the background, right? But being mm-hmm. nonchalant about it, that they're going to grow up and not be anxious and they're going to grow up and being like, yep, this is, this is, this is me. This is what I have, you know?
0: No, I completely agree with you. And it's an amazing point. I, uh, I tripped a little too far down the rabbit hole of talking about the, the feely side of it, but, um, but no, <laughs> on day to day, like, that's exactly how that's how I do it day to day too. Like, it's not a big deal. I, I I tell people all the time. I don't think they believe it. We don't really talk about diabetes in our house very often. Like it's not a right. Com, you know, it's not a constant source of conversation. With, you know, nobody says it out loud or thinks about. It. There's there's spots where it needs to be taken care of, and there's spots where it does things that you know. Excuse me, you don't expect, and you have to readdress. But it's not like we're not twenty four hours a day just running around here yelling diabetes insulin diabetes. Like it's you know, <laughs> I like that. So. Um, Gosh, if it was I'd be terrified, but I, um, I have to tell you, like, we're coming up on an hour and you were, uh, as soon as you said, like, I'm a salesperson, I'm like, oh, she's going to know how to talk. That's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) Not that other people haven't, but some people are just more adept at, you know, telling their story than, Uh, than others are.
1: Well, you know, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's been, it's been an incredible year. And I just think, you know, with, with. Finding you, finding our, the doctors that we have, the nurse that we have at, at the school. Um, Mary O'Brien is incredible, and just the support, our friends, our family, the support. Um, JDRF. I'm going to be doing a, um, a ride with them in September. God help me with that. Um, so, <laughs> which, which I will just say, bike clothes are just not meant for everybody. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs>
0: You see Jane in her bike clothes cut her a break. Uh, is that what we're saying?
1: oh my god i put so I, I bought new bike pants and I put them on and I came out before I went on a bike ride last night, and everybody in my family laughed at me, and I go, that's not even funny. you say Look, like
0: I, I sit I'm in a car making for money for you people. you calm down <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. I'm doing this for you. you should just laugh at your mother uh, oh my really God, so we do have fun at the his house job to you laugh at
0: you probably.
1: but uh but I do, but heartfelt honestly scott i really i I'm glad that we did this, did the podcast, but I want you to know, like you, the objective that you wanted for your podcast is working. And I, when I get a chance to online on Facebook, if people are looking for advice, I always send them your way. No,
0: that's very kind.
1: That's because from what I learned, I think everybody, you know, find their niche, find that person that's going to help them and then just spread the word, you know, and, and, uh, and I really, I, I really want to thank you. I mean, it, you've been, you've been our, our, uh, our lifesaver
0: for our family. Well, you're very welcome. It, it, it genuinely is my pleasure. I, I won't joke about that, but I, it really is. <laughs> it, just to hear from you and the other notes that everyone sends, and it's just, it's fantastic. It, it really is. It, there are days that I'm dragging, that I get notes from people, and I'm like, God, oh, that it, it really is. Like it buoys me, you know. And I, I've talked about it in the past, but. I think I get two things from the podcast. Like, first of all, I get that, that that the the response from people lifts me up on my you know on my rough days, and mm-hmm. and I think the other thing is that cannot be undervalued. Is that you know we're recording now, as we're recording, I have 111 episodes up. So whenever you're listening to this, the Derek Thieler episode just went up. The actor from the oh,
1: the, oh I listened to it yesterday, baby
0: daddy, right? So it just went up now. But your episode might run three months from now. And so, and the, the real value for me ends up being that I've gotten to speak for 140 hours to people about diabetes and, you know, like to be able to like have that time to sit and go through that, it's not something that would have happened in my regular life. And I, I I liken it a lot to when somebody asked me, I wrote a book a few years ago and somebody Mm -hmm. asked me what the part about that, that was the best. I said, "The, the best part about writing a book was giving myself the permission for six months to stop thinking about other things and to thoughtfully kind of go back over my life again. Like I don't right. know when else I would have gotten the opportunity to stop and think through my life thoughtfully without feeling like, Oh, I've got to wash a dish or something. The book, the, the, the process of writing to write the book was my hall pass for just thinking about that. And I think of the podcast the same way, like it's my hall pass for thinking about diabetes. And so any successes that we're having at this point, I'm learning from talking to other people just like you, you might be learning from listening to the conversation. So it's, it's a huge thing for me too. I really appreciate it. Honestly.
1: Oh yeah. And, and, and they, you know, having your guests on that are just that are as relaxed as you are. Right. Or, and just. I'm easy to talk to is, Jane. D- I yeah.
2: really
1: <laughs> am. No, but I mean, but really like just, you know, they're dealing with it, whether it's their own diabetes or they're dealing with, you know, they you know, with their children but really not like not freaking out like being like hey this is what we do and yeah. you know this it, it's it just makes it so much easier to be able to say we can do this
0: right right you yeah. know? So. No, I completely agree well I'm gonna let you go I, I really appreciate you coming on and doing this and sure I can't wait to get this out because it's gonna be another I there are some days I wish I I have like 30 of them recorded there's some days I just want to put them all out yeah. at once and I'm like well if I do that no <laughs> one will hear them but but wow. there's, cause I can well, look at the list and I'm like, oh, I can't wait for people to hear that and this and that, and, yeah. you know. So, well, thank you. Well, I, I, th- just I, really I think
1: it. I think it should be you're my guy. That's what I'm voting for.
0: Okay, cause I really want to hear Jane stop this crazy thing, but it has nothing to do with the uh, Well,
1: you could that too. I know <laughs> exactly.
0: Hey, did Jane come through or what? What an amazing episode! Not just because she likes me. You got to admit, she really got rolling there. Did some good time sharing. Thank you Dexcom and Omnipod for sponsoring the Juicebox podcast. Please go to myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox or Dexcom.com forward slash juicebox for more information. There are links in your show notes. You guys put a lot of great reviews on iTunes recently, and I cannot tell you how appreciative I am of that. Also, there have been a lot of new subscribers lately, so thank you for sharing the podcast. We will be back next week and every week with the Juice Box (laughs) Podcast.